Roll camera. Roll camera. Party the whole people. podcast energetically just peaked. We will not <laughs> reach that level of energy again. Don't get used to it. That's a that was a that was a one off. That was a that was a never gonna not what. That's not what we're about. At least me. I'm not about big energy, Bianca. I'm about drool, and I am about uh being erudite and uh, self-satisfied. Lots of big words. And, of big words. Uh, many things. Bianca, hi. Hi. What are you doing? How are you? I'm um, chilling in my okay. studio apartment, in my living room, bedroom, and kitchen. Great. Uh, I gave people a different background today on my end because I wanted I the bed thing made me feel like I was sickly. I they were I was in bed before. Yeah, it was a it was a like it was sickly. I was getting worried. I'm like, you need to do a wellness check on you. Yeah. No, I it's not like I wasn't leaving the bed. I just it seemed like the bed I can I, this is I also feel like you get too you literally get too comfortable. So it makes <laughs> you know, you may, I wanna be on my toes. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> you have a lot okay. more energy, I will say. A lot yeah. more energy than when you're um, a bed boy. Yes. Well, I'm not. I am a bed boy. I don't want that to. Nothing. That's not going to change. I'll, I'm still a bed boy. I'll go back to bed right after this. I feel um, <laughs> And uh, now, Bianca, my friend Jerry Seinfeld made a comedy special. Did you watch it? I saw. I didn't. But all my friends, a lot of my friends have, and they said it was ha- fantastic. What did, did they really? I thought it was really funny. I don't, but the, the, uh, the, I wrote Jerry a long email about it, like a very, Uh-oh. like, point by point by point. And he called, the great thing is, Chris Spencer, the comedian writer, told me one time, fantastic, a long time ago, uh, or not that long ago, he said, uh, if you want to, because I was trying to do, I was, Kevin, we were talking with Kevin Hart, and I was like, sometimes I'll text Kevin, he just won't. Call me back, whatever. And he's like, "Oh, the thing with uh, Kev is uh, just compliment him. Tell him in a text that you have a compliment for him, and he'll call you right back." And uh, and oh my god, is it work? So yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I sent Jerry a long, nice email about a special, and he called me in ninety seconds. Um, about the, or maybe not ninety, maybe four minutes. Um, right. And he was like, "Oh." This is this is the best. This, I you know you really take the time. I never get emails like this, um, right? So oh, that's uh, a good impression. Yeah, and he was like, uh, you know, this means the world to me. Um, it's great because people, you think Jerry Seinfeld doesn't need compliments? Everybody needs compliments, um, especially from people who know what the fuck they're talking about. As that a comedian, me, I have a question. Yeah. yeah, is you know how I always say like, "Ooh, I love attention. I love male attention." Uh huh. Is that, do you, do comedians get that same, like, you know, giddiness when they get a compliment from another comedian or do they think that guy's just blowing smoke up? No, it's because you can tell the difference. Smoke up your ass is like, hey, good shit, man. Like that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) 
But uh, I hear people say that all the time when people get right. Asleep. Well, it's not like it doesn't mean it's not right. meaningless. It just is not thoughtful. So if you can give someone a thoughtful, long, right, like like compliment, you know. Um, and uh, I told Seinfeld something that is true of him. I said watching you is like watching Derek Jeter, where I'm like, is Jeter even good? Meaning there are guys like Derek Jeter or Tom Brady or guys that are just wallpaper. Like they're just fucking everywhere. So you don't even know. Right. Like, is he What makes him so good? Like, is LeBron good? It's like, I said to somebody, it's like asking somebody who's been married for 30 years if their wife is hot. You're like, uh, hot? I don't, I guess. I don't know if I can know. She was, I mean, I remember thinking she was hot, but I don't know if she's actively hot. Uh, so that's what that's what Jerry's up against, and that's what Chris is up against. That's what anybody who's been around a long time is up against. You're up against like being taken for granted to the point of disrespect. Um, and uh, so it was nice to, but he really was like, oh man, this is great. Um, (laughs) sweet, Um, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and I'm glad that people liked it, and I think people in general liked it. Um, and, uh, it was also funny looking at him with a crowd because you're like, wow, where did you, where'd you get that? How'd you do that? <laughs> like a right. crowd. It's like science fiction. Like what in the fuck? <laughs> All those, those are bots. Um, there's no fucking way those are people. Um, so, so look for Jerry Seinfeld, 23 hours to go. Funny thing at the end of the special the beginning of the special, he like jumps out of a helicopter into the East River or into the Hudson. Um, and uh, and I assumed it was like CGI or something. And then right. they showed him prepping for it in the under the credits at the end. And and he really did it. He he had to go to like a high high dive board and practice. And there was. There's a show called Celebrity Diving in England. Yeah, and I heard I, that I, idea, no, and I was like, "Do the oh, that's right, they did do it here." And I was like, "That's such an awful idea." <laughs> and I watched Jerry dive. I was like, "I could watch this all day." Um, it's really interesting. I watch all reality TV, unfortunately, and it's uh, called Splash, right? That's yeah, the but then it's like it, it has an explanation, like a secondary title. Where it's like celebrity dive, blah blah blah. Um uh, it was yeah. not good, but it was good. There's something mesmerizing about it. So I don't know why. Um let's do all right, so we did Jerry. Um well, I guess we'll run this backward in terms of serious. We'll start with least serious and go to most serious. Uh, Adele. It. Yeah, what's, Adele? what's the deal with Adele? lost her weight did you see that oh she did she lost oh uh, yeah um, she lost her weight i saw that spade did a great joke which is the weight she lost is already making an album about adele breaking <laughs> out with her um the uh but now the question is What's the question? was she shamed into it i don't think she was shamed but i think it's your point like you said you um, you saw yourself on TV one time and then yeah. immediately like 
got Invisalign. I think you just see yourself. And although you look like you're female empowerment or whatever, I'm fine with my weight. Deep down, it's like, God, when you look at yourself on TV. But she's been looking at herself. <laughs> that's the dip. The, that's where you don't. It's hard to know like what. She been done looked. At she herself. been done had looked at herself. Like she's been <laughs> on camera for eight years, and like, yeah, uh, that's so, so that's where I get into. Is it? It's we should all be the correct weight. Um, I was gonna say maybe she listened to our podcast. It may be. You never know. Um, yeah, we should all be. She's a healthy weight. She was not a healthy weight before. So. Can you do the right thing for the wrong reasons? But you know what I mean? And do we yeah. need to worry about yeah. what the reasons are? Of course we can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. But I'm saying I'm saying, is that admissible in our current cultural landscape where can you lose weight out of shame and then you realize, oh man, I'm so much healthier now? Tom Segura is that. Tom Segura and those guys, you know, um, it that's basically Tom lost started so much from weight. him and Bert making fun of each other. Tom lost, yeah, Tom he looks lost great. 60 pounds. Yeah, he's so much, he's he like great. legit cute now. Yeah, um, so I don't, I thought he was cute before, but he was, he was like a level, he was lovable before. Now I just <laughs> put him into the fuckable category. Um, so, uh, so. <laughs> He was like jolly. Now he's dangerous. Um, uh, Before, it's like, now you want him to be rough with you and it's fun. But before, if he was rough with you, you could die. Uh, He could lose his (laughs) arm strength and then fucking collapse. His big fat cat would collapse on your face and you'd never be heard from again. Um, so, So, if Adele... Did we save Adele's life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is uh, right? She, we, maybe she's better off. We're not talking about the times that shame works. They're always like, no, that's shaming. the thing. Shame gets a bad. Yes, shame's been shamed. Shame shaming, and uh, and what I'm saying <laughs> shame, is shame, shame. Yes, uh, and what I'm saying is, even if it worked, even if she. Uh, I don't. They said she just went on a diet and has a trainer, um, uh, which is how you lose weight. Yeah, of course. And most diets don't work unless you really uh, dig into it, um, so, or unless you really just make the decision, uh, like when Neil Brennan quit smoking twenty years ago, which is I can never smoke again because if I smoke one, I'm going to smoke ten thousand of them. I just so what now I can't smoke and I've had uh, like, you know, I have dreams about smoking. Like I want it. My body wants to smoke. Still 20 years later. Yeah. Yep. That is weird. I quit smoking. It probably explains why I chew so much gum. Oh, 100%. Why would you ever do nicotine gum or is that how you weaned yourself off? No, because I don't want I don't actually want it. Smoking's just so fucking cool. So cool. Oh, okay. But do you fiend for it or you just like the like the coolness of it? I like the coolness of it. And I like I can't say I fiend for it. It's more just like I I uh I 
I don't, it could just be I'm hungry. I don't know. It could be like <laughs> hunger in my sleep manifests itself as right. cigarette. I don't fucking know. No fucking idea. Yeah. Um, I stopped smoking a very long time ago, but mm-hmm. I, my body instantly like cut it. Like I never want to smoke a cigarette again. It's so vile to me. It's like immediately turned into like realize it was poison. It was weird too because yeah. I'd always, I'd smoke and people would come back and like, did you smoke a cigarette? And I was like, yeah. Like I smoke. Yeah. I thought I loved yeah. smoking. I loved it. I didn't want to stop. Like it's the and coolest. Then one, it's great. It's great. That's why so many people do it. But yeah, I don't know. You kind of got to just. It's fucking so gross. Imagine <laughs> so anything that did that to people's clothes, uh, hair, the people around you. That's actually how I quit smoking. Was what? I got clove cigarettes the week I quit? I someone said like get clove cigarettes and when you want to smoke them, smoke one. And clove cigarettes, not like there's cloves that are like uh, vanilla, it's not de jure, like yeah. But there's ones that smell really good. And then there's the natural yeah. ones, and they smell like a fucking tire is burning. And <laughs> people around you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And you you're disgusted by it they're disgusted by it. it's what people should be with cigarettes where it's so disgusting like no you can't smoke anywhere near me right get away get yeah. at, well the if cigarettes did to us on the outside what they actually do on the inside yeah. no one would smoke a fucking cigarette if you got yeah. like yellow patches and your eyes turned gross and well, people do get yellow fingers, and they look markedly worse. Um, <laughs> like they look yellow so much worse. Fingers. People get <laughs> yellow, absolutely like, tobacco fingers. Like I, I used to have them a little bit. Uh, the grossest thing is the old men with the mustaches that are like brown yep. on the end. Yeah, Ugh. they are. You you become <laughs> tan mom basically, uh, inadvertently. If you smoke long enough, we all become tan mom. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then Erica Badu and Bad Jill dude. Scott did a did a battle. Do you watch it, Bankersons? Of course I did. Bank, uh, Banker signals. Of course signals? I did. <laughs> did you feel old did. watching it? I gotta say, I watched I watched it on YouTube, and yeah. I fast forwarded through a few songs, but and some of the dialogue, but not much of the dialogue. Um. I didn't feel old. I don't know. I have no sense of time where it's, it's like where people go, this reminds me of grade right, school. Like, I'm like, feel I've old been yet? A, yeah, I was an adult when all this shit happens. Uh, it just reminds me of a right. different phase of adulthood. <laughs> did you feel old? Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't know. I, I really just liked their verses because it was the least like I, when I watched Scott George versus Manny Fresh, you know, uh-huh. Scott or. Er, Manny Fresh yeah, is Manny like Fresh made trolling like a battle him. rap, yeah. Just saying, like Scott Storch is an idiot, like <laughs> like little, which was really funny. And Scott Storch is like, oh, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh my God, play the next song. So all of them have kind of a different vibe, and theirs just was like, here's peaceful. a look-alike was, that no one ever made, I don't think, which is Scott what? Storch uh, and uh, Chaz Bono, same person. <laughs> Um, no go ahead. way! That's so. <laughs> They're the same. It's Chaz fem- Bono with with gradient lens sunglasses on. Um, he looks. Fem- I didn't know that Chaz. But Chaz, God damn it! I didn't know that 
Scott Storch, like, started with the roots. Yeah. Well, there's a whole story. That's, no, no, no. He really absolutely was in the roots. But if you if you listen to that thing, the mm. the uh, the um, Lauren Hill song, and uh, he did you that? listen to no James Poyser did. He Lauren fucked him out of credit, but her James Poyser, the great James Poyser, the guy who plays piano, thank you notes on Fallon, and he he produced a lot of Badu and Jill songs, uh, and he does all our my music like for ske- literally my you my my instagram videos has music from james um and uh and but if you listen to the beginning of that thing ding 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 and then you listen to the beginning of uh still dre ding 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 oh ding, yeah ding, ding. Uh, so the joke is <laughs> like huh yeah. scott where'd you get that idea um uh it couldn't be from that song james wrote was it um and so he's, uh, uh no he's not he's scott's talented he's um, really talented but he yeah. does take more than maybe he gives credit or like get in i don't know more. i don't know i don't I, even that thing i think is just kind of a joke like an ins- inspiration joke i don't think it's like you bit james it's just kind of like, <laughs> right. um uh no he's i think scott's talented i think uh I he was a crackhead, which so is impossible. He was a meth head. I believe he was a crackhead or a meth head. He made a lot of money in why? a very short period of time. I can't believe when he did his hits, I was just like, how on earth are you broke? How? How? Does not make sense to me. Because Manny Fresh has more money than you. Because he just blew it all. He like truly blew it like like what an 11-year-old would do with the money. And he was but on that's drugs. like a hundred and fifty million. Okay, well, drugs kind of. I don't. He didn't make a hundred fifty million. He might have made. Tw- I'd say between twenty and thirty. No, it says a hundred million online everywhere. It was like he blew his hundred million. That's How fake. much do you think producers are making off a of, off a hit? It depends. Like a on good the hit. chunk. It yeah. depends on the hit. It depends on the hit. It depends on points. It depends on. Um. Uh. The deal. It just there's so many ways to make and lose money in the music industry. Um, I'm uh, you know I'm friendly with uh, Adam Levine from Maroon Five, and uh, he we uh, I ask him about money and music all the time. That's like literally all I want to talk about. <laughs> it's so interesting to me, especially yeah. now. Like the verses are mostly a lot of producers. Like this one wasn't, but it's a lot of production, which I'm more interested in in terms of music. I like producers, production, knowing. Where the sample came, who made it, and I just I want to know so much. I'm like, how much you make off of this? Why did you make this? I, Why did they? All I care about. That's I mean, I will have Adam Levine on here sometime uh, for a special interview because he's fucking. The thing about Levine is he's when it when he's talking about music, it's fascinating because he knows a mm. lot of shit and he's opinionated right. in a very funny way. Like right. he said shit that I would never repeat. But it's so such sweet burns that mm. you can, it's like oh that's such a fucking sweet, sweet burn. Burns. Um, uh, so anyhow, the um, the so Jill and Erica, um, yeah. I had the thought I watching it. it. I loved it. Mm. I thought it was fucking great. Um, Adele was on in that was in the house. Um, She's in the house every time. Yeah, Adele. Well, not uh, the, I don't think the Scott Storch one. No. Um, 
Yeah. Michelle Obama and Adele were in the house. And Tyler was in the house. Um, and uh, Godfrey was shit, was posting a lot of shit. Um, God, I was like, Godfrey this is a, we need to take this energy out. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can be whatever you want. We are not a thing. You're just right. watching it. It's a thing you're watching on the phone. Like, we got it mobilized. It's, what are you talking about? You're, I'm in bed. I'm a bed boy. Um, the, uh, okay, so here's the, I had the thought watching it that Erica Badu might be one of the coolest people alive. I would put her on the top five of all time. Just, just she's like so fucking coolness. cool. But she's not even like you. Did you talk to her at the Dave's thing? A little bit, but very. She's little. not I mean, like I'm an not asshole. She's Erica. not. She's not pretentious she's at all. So, no, she's down to earth, but she's just fucking so cool. Like she's the type that no matter all, she goes through the same situations everybody else goes through in their day. But I don't know. She just kind of has this like innate finesse. She doesn't. She doesn't seem. Like you can, you could not stress her out. No, like it's she would the walk away. Definition of cool. Like she's she's the cool opposite in a, of uh, Twitter karate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could not stress her out. Even when she said like she had empathy for Bill Cosby, she was just like, "I will not apologize for ha- saying I have empathy." She was just not having it. No like, one's going to no, press I have the issue. My belief either. system, and you're not going to shame me out of my belief system, and. uh and there's that, but there's also like she's a fucking amazing singer. She's a she writes the songs on. She wrote a lot of those songs with James, like, um, and a lot of the. She's a writer, and uh, and she's nurturing. That's the mm. thing because you go oh so Miles Davis is cool, and I was thinking like who's cooler than who that's living? Because I was gonna put on Twitter like who's cooler than Erica Badu. And maybe you could say Donald Glover. Donald Glover's not nurturing. Donald Glover. Wait, I mean, Donald Glover cool? A is not. Well, Donald Glover has a cool image, but Donald Glover. If you look at, I always want to. Next time I see him, I'm going to say like, you should pay your beard royalties because that beard and hair does so Helping. much. It with look at him on on Community, you'd be like, no, nah, he's not going to lead the. He's not going to be the the leader of cool woke blackness. He will not be. Uh, I'll bet money against it. Um, but you, I feel like you say Donald Glover though, because you know him a bit. Whereas I know you don't need to know who is cool that you don't really need to know. Because to me, I wouldn't say Donald Glover is cool. I don't say it because I know I would. That would make you me don't? more apt not to know. I was just thinking what people would write on Twitter if I said who was the coolest person alive. I, I, like, yeah, just like you know. Who is similar? I feel like Prince, like he's a bit more like exclusive. Yeah. And she's a more nurturing, but he did seem like. Prince was super nurturing, apparently. Like, uh, oh, meaning yeah. people were telling stories when he died about, you know, if he saw something on the news, he would immediately call and get money to the people oh. or like really. And like Prince was, that's a good analogy is that they are, uh, Prince was more arrogant about his talent, though. Whereas yeah, that, I guess that's what I was that's what Erica's I was not. In fact, at the Dave thing. Well, first of all, at the Dave thing, when I got she was off. She amazing. Um, I got off stage 
And I was like kind of weirdly emotional from it. I was like emotional like in that like I'd run a long way and I was like talking emotionally in front of people. So I was like, and um, I went into the green room and Erica looked up and was like, baby. <laughs> and it was so goddamn sweet. Like That's so. Like she just said it like I felt cared for and appreciate just all these things that like, I don't think there is anyone else who could do that. Um, yeah. Not just for me. Like, I don't think she would do it. And then she went on and I was like, Oh, you were great. And she's like, I sucked. Um, what? She's like, I sucked. Um, she was like, I was pitchy <laughs> as fuck. I wasn't good. Um, so she's like, got no, Dave. Dave says that she has masculine energy, uh, which Allie Wong says that Dave compares Allie to Erica, which I think is not wrong. Uh, that you really? Yeah, I know what he means. That Allie's not, Allie's, Allie's very like analytical and, mm. and can hang basically. You never, mm. I've never felt like I can like, oh, I offended Allie <laughs> or, no. you know. Like I offended Erica. I don't think you could offend Erica, especially. I mean, and and Erica's fucking funny. Like she's like, yeah, us can snap on people. Um, I feel like she's. We don't have as many. I feel like back in the day, you know, everyone knew who Farrah Fawcett was. You know, because there's so many. There's so few mediums to get entertainment through. But now there's so many mediums. So there's people who are really famous with younger kids who I I would not know if I walked by on the street. And I feel like there's less of these living legends, so to speak. And I still think Erica Badu is one of them. You know? Yeah. Well, the the this is another thing that Dave points out all the time, which is if you she was famous before the internet, which is yeah. like Dave always points out that he was the he's like the kind of famous I am. People are not going to be again. Meaning where no it's because there's too there's too many strains of culture now, whereas there used to just be like one big hose that everything came right. out of. Now there's fifty hoses. So if you right. got shot out of the hose, like Dave got shot out of, or Chris or Erica or whatever, like you are famous in a way that you can, you know, you ev- a lot of people know you. Even um, you know it kind of does transcend race some people have like i feel like snoop dogg even though he's a gangster rapper every single person knows who snoop dogg is every a grandma yeah. in alabama yep. all the way down yep. to a young kid like there's yes. not going to be that anymore you know no everyone's going to kind of go to their corners like who they like well that's the uh, aging i was i want to do a joke or tweet or something about it where there are times where i log on to twitter and I know it's like Trump, something Trump or something, somebody like, you know, Oprah, Trump, like somebody big like that. And then there's times where I'll log on and it'll be like, uh, uh, Jamalion is canceled party. And I'm like, who the fuck is Jamalion? <laughs> and then it's like, I-, I don't know if you guys play video game you've never heard of, but a screen named Jamalion was on Twitch, One of the games. which is a, a platform you've n- almost never heard of. And they were, and you're just like, all right, I don't know what the fuck has happened. I'm never going to know who Jamalion is. He has a skill set I don't care about at all. Um, and uh, I, yeah, so 
those guys are the people that were famous before 2005 really 2007 is like a is like a different it's just more potent because they came through the yeah. main hose they might came through the main hose and they just reached everyone i feel like the only person well then she was kind of technically popular around then but i feel like kim kardashian's the only newer person that's that well known yeah well yeah yes yeah because she got i think she got a lot of uh kanye helped her into over to the main hose because kanye came out of the main hose kanye um, came out of the main hose. and and he helped I, her into a different uh, kim's just in a lot of hoses there are people that are yeah. she's still in like she's in so many hoses that um that it it you can reach critical mass right if you if you're in that many hose <laughs> right. hoses um so uh so that's interesting now uh and then uh, of course andre harrell died uh um, uptown uptown records and so uh, big and but i think i mean just a guy that's just involved with oh, he, he didn't start it. You know, he did start it, but he's just been around and involved. And uh, Rock said he was fucking funny. Like he was a funny, like a funny guy and had a funny point of view on shit and uh, was like a fat dude who started getting women, but he still thought like a fat dude. Which <laughs> uh, is a funny observation. Um, um, I mean, to, to me, like Heavy D, like, yo, you you were hanging with Heavy? That's so yeah. big. At that time, Heavy D was yeah. the biggest dude out there. So to me, I'm yeah. like, damn, this guy is influential. No, Rock fuck. said he went on tour and with Heavy D, uh, Albie Shore, <laughs> Christopher Williams, and somebody else. And because of Andre. And uh, and he said it was just fucking fun. It was just a fun, like 1987. Um, oh, my God. So and just a really, like, just a funny, smart dude. Um, yeah. And, and uh, fucking sad. Just a sad thing. <laughs> just a no good, sad thing. And, yeah. uh, and... Amir was on some like, oh, we gotta give him we didn't give him his flowers, all that shit. Um and I often think of uh my funeral, Bianca, when I die. I believe it. And, I and, believe um, it. <laughs> and I think of uh do you think that I'm obsessed with uh being under uh under um uh uh under considered? Um and uh and you're and like a death of a salesman. In give one me my give me guy. I'm a bad head. boy, but death of a salesman in bed. <laughs> um and uh and I give me my goddamn flowers. Give me my goddamn flowers while I'm alive. Um. So Andre Hurl died, and then uh. Okay, so the, the, all right. Well, let's do a, what these white people doing. <laughs> What are white people doing? Mm. Bianca, mm. they mm. are still shooting unarmed black men. 
They are still racist. They. Racism, you found a way. Racism <laughs> always finds a way, doesn't it? Every time um, I try to get out. We need to legalize black exercise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that rhymes. Legalize black exercise. Black ex- uh, it, no rhythm, though, is the problem. Uh, <laughs> legalize exercise. Um, yeah, we need to legalize black exercise because uh, guy was jogging. Um, now, and then they go, well, he che- he looked in a, a house under construction. Did you watch the videos? Yeah, he just looked like everyone else looks. Did you look on the interior one as well? That's what I'm talking about. The, when yeah. He's I, by the way, th- yeah, there's so many things, which is like, by the way, everyone who's like, man, fucking Bill Gates is watching me. And it's like, every, there's fucking cameras everywhere, you fucking moron. Right. Stop it. There are cameras everywhere all the time. Um, so I, you know, did you, does he, even if he, even if his, uh, his, uh, whatever, he looks suspicious or whatever, like he didn't really, he just looked like he was looking. Uh, there is something fascinating about houses under construction. It is. You're um, like, Oh, look at the foundation. What are they going to do? How great is it going to look? I don't know. We just do that. But apparently yeah. Those two racist father and sons were like, they were implying there'd been a lot of break-ins in the area. Yeah. And all the local cops were like, no, there has, there's yeah. none. Yeah. Uh, and the well, guy they, who owned the house said that he didn't take anything and there was never a prior incident of theft from the open construction property. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah. uh, there by he said there's been a lot of break-ins he means uh in america <laughs> in the last 200 years um well what did you think i meant um yeah the the uh, uh it make it make know, sense neil make it make sense uh, all i can say charlemagne was on uh on cnn or msnbc or something and he was like black people just need to exercise their second amendment rights and because the 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 bear arms is that bear arms? Yeah, you just it's it's just fucking walk around with guns. I and I, again I know that 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 um that's incredibly risky, but someone's gonna die. Someone's um, gonna die. But I here's the here's my calculation. Let's say black people, all black people, um start carrying guns right and uh the dave did the joke i did the joke about about they changed the, the they would change the laws immediately right um within within 20 minutes they change the laws um <laughs> if black dudes walked around with guns now let's say they don't right because they wouldn't because yeah. white people would be like we wouldn't. need to did it and white people will never explicitly like, say uh only white people can care they they they're not they're white people are dumb and racist, but they're not suicidal um, culturally. I believe that the amount of so the first three weeks, there'd be some shootouts, right? It would be the Wild uh, so, West. Yes. There for three it's weeks. A swear engine. Yeah. And a number of black people would lose their lives. But after that three week window, white people would be like, all right, they mean business. 
and then they would stop fucking with black people for no reason and um the you'd end up with the same amount of black unarmed fatalities uh over a five-year period you'd end up with the same amount of black fatalities over a five-year period than you would have if they didn't have guns because right. black people are getting they're gonna get shot fucking anyway apparently so fuck it carry gun see what happens of course i have no i i risk nothing talking about right this, you're so a bad boy um, i am will be in bed you kids enjoy with your taser i'll <laughs> no i mean you know i've talked to somebody about the you know Neil? the, the you're gonna get a, a gun? global pandemic where it looks like society could break down i've had the thought a couple times like would a gun be the worst thing to have right now would it be the worst thing for me to have no be okay Listen, I'm I not got saying I'm going to grab a gun. I'm just saying, like, it makes you think. Well, I was telling my friend I wanted to get a gun, and my friends, and they, I got gun shamed. They're like, a gun? Yeah, Why? I know, but. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can, and what the fuck? I live alone. Like, I'm going to kill yeah, someone. I don't want to be. Again, the downside is. Is my bear mace going to work? Which? Your air mace? My bear mace. Yeah, your like, bear mace. Well, yeah, if a bear tries to rape you, um, you're you're fine. Uh, but if it's a man, you're fucked. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't. Uh, the the black people just need to carry guns, and it, like on a fucking holster, so that people can see it, like a yeah. vest, Open like detectives, carry. like a fucking grizzled old detective carry carry a, a six shooter. In your fucking boosh. Like that guy, you saw the, do you see the video of the guy at, at Subway? Uh, with a bazooka. Are you serious? Yeah. I think, or, I didn't know they yeah, made it was bazookas. a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, they really I didn't do. know they made bazookas. Um, no, yeah, they make them. They're real. Uh, so. That's a tight name. Subway. Bazooka. Bazooka's great. Um, bazooka, Uzi. Uzi's real nice. Um, bazooka is a there must have been a bazooka rapper um uh, <laughs> bazooka, Joe. bazooka i mean it's it the thing rhymes itself uh so i'm sorry black people listening and i'm sorry that you're probably scared and you live in constant fear and then there's a, occasionally a flare-up that makes you go oh i'm not uh crazy to think about this but it's that video is fucking terrifying um, do you think, so now the guy who, who shot the video, cause when they brought them in, they gave their statement and they were saying, Roddy, Roddy was supposed to block him off, which is the guy shooting the video. And then, um, the, I think the DA told them at the time, like they were within their rights. So they just went off. They got off essentially. Um, and now the guy who's shooting the video is like, I'm scared. And He's saying that he was just an innocent guy, just happened to be walking, heard noise, saw a car, and 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 just followed it and happened to just coincidentally catch it all in film. And he's like, I'm getting death threats. And I was just like, Do you are you missing the irony? Roddy. Mm. Roddy, on, Roddy. Roddy, who's black now, Roddy? <laughs> um uh yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know the specifics, but 
there are they are gonna uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be in the news for a year what do you think is going to happen be honest mr pattern recognize i think that they'll get some niggly little fucking what'd you say niggly look it up um i don't appreciate uh little in a manslaughter they'll just get like a they'll get a greatly minimized you don't think they're gonna um, throw the book I, i no i don't I just don't think that they have a. They don't really have a book for white people in the south. <laughs> they don't have a well, book. Now or they, they have a book, process- but it's like paperback. <laughs> it's like paperback, <laughs> and it's not. It's like it's like 120 pages, and you can read it. It's like you can get through it. It's fine. Uh, they the book for white people in the south is just not. It's there's a black book and a white book. Right. Um, and that's gen- even when it goes right, it's not really right. 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 I mean, imagine if a white person, I mean, just switch the, do a McConaughey and now imagine that he's white. Imagine two white, <laughs> black guys chasing do down a fucking white guy, a, a white guy jogging and they shoot him for coming around. I mean, it's like. The whole town would burn, be burned out. That whole neighborhood yes, would be absolutely. burned out. It would to be the firebombed. Um, yeah. So. Because so, in a uh, way, though, America doesn't. We admire the underdog, but we don't. It's almost like uh, vigilante justice. If it's caught that blatantly, I feel like the white system's like, now we can't have you doing all that. Well, you know, that's, they even people get, don't really like vigilante justice. They, they like it in movies because it's that's it's, what I'm saying. It's it's uh, it's they like it in movies because it's it's good for plots. Like uh, right. they have to rent, I have to write a Revenge. wrong and all that shit. But it's not, it's not, you can't run a society on that. Yeah. Like you truly can't. Uh, And um, it's like behavioral porn. It's like, yeah, I like, I like fucking outside in porn. But if people were fucking out my window, I'd be like, ugh, go inside. (laughs) But we, so we like it. Like we like the, the, uh, the ethos. Um, But, uh, but we don't. In practice, you can't be a vigilante. It's like vigilanteism. Um, and I'm like, well, I thought, yeah. I, yeah, whenever they say vigilanteism, I'm always like, well, I thought that was good. But it's no. like, no, you have to we go through like proper authorities. We don't like vigilantes at all. No. Yeah. You have to go through proper authorities. Especially um, in this country, it's very chain of command. But that's why the Shannon Brown thing. How you feel, Neil? Oh, is, yeah. Did you eat Shannon you, Brown you is a basketball that? player, used to play for the Lakers. And uh, they two, uh, it was two white people. So they, he was, his house is on the market and it's signed in the front, front uh, lawn. And I guess they yeah, appar- heard, oh, yeah. they'd Apparently heard the, the real estate agent said like, it's, it's an open house, something like it's an open house. So the white people went and um, I didn't hear just, that opened the door and were like hello <laughs> and they thought he said come in so apparently they came into his house and then he fired two shots i think he fired it like on the front of his lawn like you stand yeah, stay out he gave him the he old one stay out yeah for sure um but <laughs> still 
Yeah, but a, a, a black guy goes to jail for firing two warning shots. Meanwhile, white white guy shoots. Um, you would, Bianca, you get one would get the feeling that there are two justice systems. Yeah, um, it's really, really weird. If I didn't know any but, better, look, it says there's only one. But, um, okay, but, but I, what, if I didn't know any better. How, how many times can we run or wa- walk or march or whatever? Oh, yeah, you're, you're talking about I feel who like, protested it best. Um, okay, well, that for sure. But I'm just saying, what is the thing we need to ask for? I feel like we need to ask for, I mean, how do you, justice reform? Kind of broad. Good luck with all that, you know? Well, so, like, what is the thing we ask for? Because then you're just going to keep the, marching, the, the, walking. To your point, it's, it's like we need perception reform. We need black yeah. people to not be viewed as dangerous to white people, which is like, okay, uh, that's going to take 150 years. Even like, fine, honestly, a bunch of black cops. Uh, but even if it's like, it's like the race of the cop doesn't matter. It's the, it's the whole system of it all. Because it's black cops the, are way yes. worse than white cops. Yes. Um, I mean, that's like the story. I don't know if statistically that's borne out. I don't Meaning know. Like, it's I like think women cops. Shootings of unarmed black men are by white people. But, but, yeah. uh, but, well, yeah, then you're into uh, another racial psychology of them having to show the white cops that they're, they don't, all that shit. So, so how do we remedy it in this lifetime? Do you ever take that bias test? There's a Harvard bias test. I believe it's no. Harvard, but. Uh, it's gives you word. It's like words and images, and you it you have to make a decision within like a split second, right? Of like positive, negative. Da, 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 da. I'd like to say that I tested that. Uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell tested positive for bias. Neil tested <laughs> negative for bias. Neil is not biased. In fact, they said I'm too nice to black people in the test. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, you're. How do you? How do you make white people not be afraid of black people? That's the question. It's it's and it, it what the, the observation I made on here before, which is all of the being righteous in in world history, being righteous and not seeing race was a good recipe for getting popped. I'm just yeah. talking about all the woke uh, uh, settlers got popped by Native <laughs> Americans. As well, they should have. And they were like, guys, they seem nice. Right. Like, like you, yeah, you just got popped in every, America's the first nation that's really trying to be integrated. And it's, it, it's not going great. Right. And so how, how do you make, you know, it's like fucking every, how do you make uh, Japanese people think highly of Vietnamese people, I, you know, or whatever the, whatever the pecking order is? How do you make, how do you make stereotypes not stick? Yeah, I, I personally think you have to, and I don't know how I'm just like riffing in my head, but if there was a way to have the negative stereotype be punishable to the person, like if um, every unarmed black person, every wrongful death was like a mandatory, like millions mm. of dollars minimum you can sue and you can yeah. win. There was like, it wasn't like 
We don't yeah. know what we're going to get. If you yeah. really like, I just feel like you really got to get people in the pocketbook. Think about it. It's not like uh, wasps love Jewish people. Jewish people are like, fuck you, we're going to make our own money. And then you're going to respect me. I, right. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have Jewish friends that think maybe disparaging thoughts of the group as a whole, you know, or like have black friends, but da, da, da. But, you know, money, I think, demands respect. So I do think you're not going to be able to just sit and, you know, I don't, I like I'm over watching the Dr. Phil episode on white people. Like what makes them TikTok? Who cares? We're not, that's not going to be a yeah. way to a fruitful um, future for black people is hoping white people realize. I, I do think there's a bit of human condition in this also. It's like, look at African countries. There's different tribes and there's different like infighting with different tribes and blah, blah, blah. So I think that you have to just maybe from the government or whatever uproot, I mean, uplift black people economically, reinvest into black people economically. And then I just feel like that's the only way to Make it work, but that uh, well, still sounds that, like a uh, lot. The thing I thought you said, w- which is the way that there were mandatory minimum sentences for possession or of drugs or whatever, why are there right. not mandatory minimum sentences for shooting unarmed and cops? That's or, or, sorry, shooting unarmed, uh, you know, in this case, black people, but anyone who's unarmed, if you're a cop, the problem is cops can go, I thought it was a gun. So and then it's like very hard to to argue against that. And people want to support politicians, especially want to support our law enforcement officers. Right. right, right, right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't fuck. I mean, uh, it's well, it's you're not wrong. Uh, the that that's I believe that's what. Um, uh, Booker T. Washington was about was about self-sufficiency um, and uh, and and. Yeah, it's 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 going to be real hard for black people, fourteen percent of the population, to get laws passed. Yeah, ma- really mandating is. fucking anything. Um, speaking of like the psychology of black and white people, I read this article, and it was a it was uh, I think it was Harvard or yeah, some study, some university did a study, um, and it said that white people um, respond like being called the N word. Like being all the N word, I was gonna write. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, somebody sent it to me. Uh, it's it's, it was so on Sidepost. P S Y P O S. Sidepost. There we go. Sidepost dot org. Where it was. Uh, so yeah, that why that's like we of course like we did it. We was in the sketch. It was in the blind white supremacist. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's like we love it. It's a fucking but, badge of honor. But they also viewed cracker and asshole worse than. Uh, the n-word of course because it's not because <laughs> crackers actually it means they think less of you right cracker or asshole there's no even a sarcastic asshole feels right. or even like a fun asshole there's right. a little it's something like, to it if people call me the n-word there's nothing there's <laughs> no there's no uh, there's nothing there's a little bit of truth in there it's like what how how I, like what are you talking <laughs> right. about no a little bit I'm like what are you talking about it could be paler um and uh <laughs> all i am is empathetic it's not like i'm a ah, oh i'm neil you're so special it's like i just happen to have a bunch of empathy for black people i don't know why right. um 
uh we'll more that's again some of that christian shit seeps in bazinkers uh, i have a somebody reminded me of a very good useless observation okay yes i want to sing it was that the old one that was the that one. was a little something for you no that's the little god that got a little something for you you just didn't know <laughs> the beginning of it play for her again will hit it will four-part disharmony um <laughs> here is my useless observation that somebody reminded me of white women want to be princesses and black women want to be queens useless true useless i can't even think of a racial connotation for it which is saying a lot for me it's like maybe white people want to be princesses because being a queen is like actually sounds hard like there's a lot of responsibilities whereas princess i can just sit on a pillow and black women want to be queens because they're because princesses is too dainty, maybe, and they don't have any actual power, and they're waiting for a prince. Whereas queen, I think there's a power thing to it because yes. princess is like, ooh, take care of me. That's what I'm saying. Like white girls want to be taken right. care of, and black women want to run everything. Right. I'm sure they want to be taken care of. Also, I think all women they have will, this weird honey. They thing. will be. <laughs> honey, they will be as queen. queen they will be. Slay. Yes. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it's funny that black women have this kind of stereotype of wanting the like superlative yeah. of the of the monarchy. Yeah, and I don't know what it means, and that's why it's a useless observation. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, here's one, uh, which is so Takashi Six Nine came out. Oh, Lord. He 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 uh, he 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 was a government witness. He um, snitch. He snitched all that stuff. But again, you know how I feel about snitching. It is the cornerstone of American justice. So, um, so then he released an album, did really well, or he released a song. It broke Eminem's yes. record for uh, for uh, fucking whatever. And I was seeing people posting like, "Man, everything my uncles taught me. This is some bullshit." about snitching and streets right. is done like jay-z had that uh the the line like they let uh the kids who shot xxx tentacion or whatever x is dead and fucking zimmerman lives streets is done uh but i was thinking I about it. that and uh what i'm saying is um to a guy like jay-z if you're if the streets is done then you're a billionaire. Have Zimmerman murdered. <laughs> Have him yeah. fucking murdered quietly. You're a billionaire. You can figure out a way to have him murdered. Why be a billionaire if you can't get people murdered? Right. Uh, well, right. What I'm saying is, why? What's the point? You're throwing. You're you're wasting your money. It's a waste of a billionaire. If you're not going to get call Black Cube, call fucking. Some shade should call Mossad, call somebody should be able to get 
Zimmerman murdered is my point. And I if Jay Z's acting like it's up to the streets, it's like you're the one with money and resources. Fucking smoke this. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, no one's gonna support me on this. But but like, if you're so no. fucking gangster and street, have him murdered. Right. Um, you're just saying he, put your money where your mouth is. Like, yes. Put your yes. You you do it. You can right. get off. You can hire. Why are we million- calling the streets? Yes, it's a very billionaire on. thing to do, though. Why aren't the poor people yes, ruining exactly. their life for good? Yes. Yes. It's like, well, if you don't, who's supposed to kill him? Uh, uh, Trayvon Martin's family? Like, uh, what, the guys who live next door to Trayvon Martin are supposed to kill George Zimmerman because they're poor? Like, the well, fuck are you like, talking about? Trayvon wasn't most- in, he wasn't gang affiliated. There's not going to be any repercussions of, like, people from his school. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, also, most people who get killed... There is some sort of motivation. There's a reason yes. why, even when gang members kill each other, there's there yeah. are accidental deaths. I'm not talking about that. It's a so very logical reason, to- usually, when a crib kills a blood or vice versa. There's a very direct, logical, well thought I don't know about reason. logical, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. In their mind, it's like, he did this, blah, 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 blah. Yes. They're not just killing people. They're serial killers. That's why they are so scary to us, because yeah. it's random. It's not like yes. my lover or my this. So I don't. It's just kind of weird. It's almost like, do you understand people? No, like, you're, I, I you're think too rich. I think they. I think I also think Takashi sixty nine is going to be dead in a year. Like I don't think that he's going to live. But people are like, how can you listen to this clown? All this stuff. It's like because they're clown. They are also clowns. He was a clown right. before. He's a clown rapper, basically. He's clowning. And Please don't take him seriously. I wouldn't. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking. I just, this idea that everyone, that let the streets handle it. It's like, all right, well, you're, so you go ahead. You go first. <laughs> right. Like when King they're opening the, the nail salons, I'm like, no, bitch. Oh, dude, I'm not fucking, I don't, I mean. Psh, psh, psh. I'm like, when you, <laughs> when you <laughs> open, when the government offices open, that's when it's time to go inside. They're going to let the poor people dangle some fucking. Well, I don't know. that's I, don't, I think I said this on here, but there's an amendment, which is this is the first thing in a long fucking time in America that we can't uh, borrow our way out of. We what can't debt our way out of it. War debt, um, tax cuts debt. Uh, and with war, it's a shitload of debt. And and uh, and then we just brown and black people die, um, and so it doesn't. But this is one where it's like there's no easy fix for. There's no just like ah, throw some money at it. There you can't. The, you're not gonna get people. You can't throw money, or they the money they have thrown has been they just threw it at rich people. They're not yeah. throwing it at the disease. They're throwing it at the the the. Uh, repercussions of the disease of the virus and it's like throw it at the fucking virus testing right reagenting uh uh swabs i should have i should be up to my fucking dick in swabs right now and apparently I'm you have a swab we sh- shortage we have a, there's not enough swabs um <laughs> uh masks n95 i mean just the the amount of shit that they're absolutely that should be where the first trillion goes 
instead of like, whoa, money for rich people or money to keep companies open. So the so you you're not gonna be able to debt you're not gonna be able to debt people into going outside. You're not gonna be able to like buy people uh bribe people into out of a primal fear. You right, know? right. Um and and whereas war you can kind of go, oh, it's heroic and and they're trying to play that heroic shit and everyone's like, fuck out of here. Um we're all we're all warriors now. No, I'm not a warrior. I'm a pacifist. Um uh, when it comes to Wait. to uh, to to airborne airborne viruses, I'm a pacifist. Um, um, well, that actually now just touching on that, there's a Forbes article about the future of air travel, yeah. and I know it's I know. Listen, there's there, there's bigger fish to fry. I'm I don't want to be insensitive. There are people dying. I don't think this is a big deal, but mm-hmm. I'm about to complain about really some first world shit. Uh, this is what they think the world is going to look like. No cabin bags. No lounges. No. Why no cabin bags? Because it's just your shit is now in the, the cabin in the filtered air. Keep it all separate. Neil, your face. Why no cabin well, But I don't know okay. what the. It's basically they want the least amount of. They want the least amount of contact points. So now you just brought all your shit from your house and now it's all of our shit's in the cabin. I don't know. No mm-hmm. cabin bags, no lounges, no automatic upgrades. Why no masks. lounges? I don't know. I really don't know why there would not be lounges, but I guess a root, like areas to congregate. They kind of just want you, after reading this article, they want you to come in, touch and talk to as uh, the least amount of people as possible. Right, but then I'm getting on a getting. plane where I'm sitting where we're all lumped up. So why, right. wh- what, how's that different from the lounge? Buffets, um, I think, are done. Until there's I, a vaccine, I, I think buffets are buffet. done. I know. Um, it, so here's the thing. Immunity passports. Yeah, of course. I've been saying that. Yeah, a girl might yeah. get a passport, allegedly. On-the-spot blood tests, sanitation, and disinfection tunnels. So basically, they're thinking that there's going to be most of the time you're just going to use biometrics to go through, which a lot of people do now. But um, the change time in between planes is going to be a lot longer because they actually have to actually clean because they don't fucking clean that shit with a plane. Oh, lines. no. They're like, duh, duh, you're good. They're like cleaning ladies <laughs> last day. <laughs> last day. Like, 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 nah, fucking shit. Fuck this. All right. Um, so social distancing corridors and... Um, you have to like land certain places, get disinfected. Everything's going to go through UV lights to like disinfect, fogging. Um, and then they said that there's definitely going to be, um, like we said, fucking some app that all your shit's logged in. And to land in the country, you have to have all this, all this paperwork, all this stuff. It's going to take hours bef- like to get on the flight. Essentially, they just think it's going to take up to four hours. Right. To- it's going to fuck their business up. I mean, is what you're telling me. Unless there's a vaccine, their business is fucked up. It's um, super fucked. Who's going to. And then it, no, not as many people are going to fly because everyone's just like, ah, it takes forever. And uh, there's less seats. I think they're going to start like taking out middle seats. So that's less money they make. They're, 
they're, they're going to have to raise prices on t- it's not going to be it's driving is going to be the shit um, dude they're going to take away food on airplanes i love airplane food i know they're i just, know this is they're not going to take any of this shit away if there's a virus if there's a, i'm sorry if there's a if there's a vaccine there's not going to they're not going to take anything away it'll be back to normal i, I think people are going to be think? Germ- yeah because it's not if there's why have all these precautions if there's nothing to be it would be like having a bunch of security things without 9-11 like you're not going to get what but i'm I saying mean, is you're not going to get you're not going to need any of this stuff if people once people know that there's a vaccine now here's the more i research about vaccines that's its own fucking thing which is vaccines even once let's say they have a vaccine tomorrow okay um it would take 10 years for the everyone on earth to get it. Oh, not everyone's going to take the vaccine. But that no, is... No, no, but I'm not talking about not taking it. I'm talking about get even if everyone wanted it. Oh, my God. What? There's fucking too many people. There's 7 billion people. It's just a logistics issue. Now, well, I don't does- ca- if I have the vaccine, I don't give a fuck who else gets it. Like... I like if there are anti-vaxxers for COVID, I don't care because I'm as long as I have right. the vaccine. It's not like um measles. You're gonna get my kids. Yeah, you're not gonna get my kids sick. I don't got no kids. But I'm saying you're not gonna get my kids sick. And if I'm vaccinated, I don't care if you're vaccinated. I'm fucking right. stupid. Right. You're um, just it gonna be it better. just impacts you. Yeah, it would be better. Although I feel like someone's gonna I feel like there's a logic flaw in what we just said, but I don't know. Um, um, but it's just going to be like the flu vaccine. I never got the flu vaccine ever. Oh, I mean, I, I got it in school when I was a kid. I get it. I get it. I think I get it every year. Yeah. And I um, don't ever really, I catch, I get sick once every three years. So I was like, and there's it's no made need. me like barely autistic. Um, <laughs> uh, like I'm Look what like, you did. whatever. It's like trace amounts of autism. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't. I they're fucked. But once they're, we, they just need. We just need a vaccine. That's where all the money should go. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of money is going in that direction. But it's just the more if you do any research about this stuff, it's just a, a just a pain. Everything, anything is a pain. Yeah, it's just a fucking difficult pain. Um, <laughs> and the, like some vaccines, they come up with. First of all, if they come with a vaccine. For uh for coronavirus, um, people with HPV are gonna be pissed. They'd be like, "Where's the-? <laughs> so I've had? No, they have an HPV wrote, vaccine. The, someone you just wrote have to a get note. It. Right, you got to get it when you're like in high school or something. Yeah, you have to get it before you're 23 or something. Yeah, for Gardasil. Although it, <laughs> Schumer got it and she got it anyway. Um, she said it on her special that it like oh yeah, it there are like Gardasil. 60 strains of it. Yeah, it beat Gardasil. It was that strong. Uh, well, <laughs> well, let's do some emails. Emails. It's time to check that email. Emails. You've got mail. Oh boy. Um, it's a good song. Hi, Neil and Bianca. I'm a 28-year-old black man in the deep south. I love golf and play a few times a week. Today, as I was leaving the course, I saw an extremely inebriated middle-class white man 
get in his car and drive off. I got his license plates and immediately called the police. This gave me a nuisance of power. <laughs> and I've now taken on the policing, on the policy oh, that if you're white and violate any law around me, I am snitching. Do you guys think this could be an effective way to combat all the BS that's going on? Thanks, Spencer. Uh, yes. I highly recommend snitching. Snitch, I think we snitch, need snitch. black we need black Karens. Um <laughs> Kishondas? Uh Karandas? <laughs> Karandas. Um uh we need black Karens. Uh we need Karandas. We need Karandas uh and <laughs> to to snitch on um on white on white people. I've always, again, I'm in favor of snitching because that's how the justice system works. You need some proof. If I'm a thief, I get if two thieves, don't snitch if you're a thief. Don't snitch on one of the guys you thief it's, with. It's called the law of dirty hands, according to Judge Judy. If your hands are dirty, the law is not going to, you know, then clean your hand. You can't, well, I don't know. It, it, it's basically, I mean, it does, though, you know unfortunately. Or fortunately. Um, it does. Uh, does, but, but the but if I see a shit. fucking crime, like fucking what what? I'm not gonna let people get away. I'm not gonna handle it <laughs> myself. I'm not a fucking we don't like vigilantes, and plus, you know, I only have a stun gun. Um so for now. For now. Uh please, if there's a gun company out there, if you could send me and Bianca <laughs> guns, um please, please send us sponsor guns. us. Bianca's kind of black, and I hang out with black people, as you know. I'm known for it. Um, it's kind of my brand. Um, it's kind of my brand. Uh, yeah, so I we need Karandas. What is the black, what's Karanda. the white male uh, Karen? Karen? Is like it Steve? Ted? Ch- Chip? Chet? Something that I think it's maybe Chet. Chad. Chad. Chet? Um, Chet sounds like we Chad need is like we a need Karandas and Chadwicks. <laughs> we need Chadwicks and Karandas. Um, is what we need. Uh, and uh, I encourage everyone Karandas. to snitch. Bianca, you have any th- anything to add to this? I to love Karanda. Karanda is Great. like a, such a stupid name. I love it Beautiful. so much. Chadwick after Bozeman, who plays every black person in the world. Um, cause he's the only guy who can do it. Goodbye. Um, it's There's not about one. white people being lazy when it comes to casting. You've got me. Um, hey, Neil and Bianca, I'll cut to the chase. I fucked around and got HPV. The kind that gives okay. you genital warts. There's medicine yes. to make them go away and your body eventually develops resistance, but still warts gross. When my yes. doctor confirmed it, she said it's extremely common, but I became suicidal. A history of depression didn't help. It's not HIV or life threatening, but it's. Uh, but it's incurable, and I mourn the death of my hoe face <laughs> and, and agonize over future partners. I stopped having mm. sex completely. How do I tell somebody this? <gasps> when? And what do you tell a one-night stand? Do you tell a one-night stand? Can I even have those anymore? Condoms, of course, but those only protect from so much. And seriously, nobody is giving a blowjob to a rap peen like they told us to in health class. Uh, after a desert dry year of no sex... I had a one night stand and this warty witch didn't fess up first either. Um, This woman's bisexual. I rationalized that decision by the fact that no one had told me. Allegedly, it's super common and we didn't discuss our rap sheets before diving in bed. So it's both of our fault. But I know it wasn't. 
Uh, that time was with a girl. If you think condoms are popular in the heterosexual community, just think about how nerdy and unsexy it would be to don a dental dam before going down on each other. You just don't. Turns out we were both two lying lesbians. Karma from my omission of, of truth was just around the corner. I got tested a month later, still celibate aside from that one night, and I learned that I now have another kind of HPV, a high-risk kind that increases your chances of contracting cervical cancer. This fucking bitch, JK. I descended into another suicidal six months and I, in complete avoidance of romance, uh, I almost wish there were dating apps that would show you only people with the same incurable STI. If HPV is so common, am I making too big a deal? If it's so common, how come no one talks about it? How and when do I bring up multiple STIs with partners? And what does that conversation even sound like? Regretful, post hoeing pansexual skank. <laughs> I That's love how this she person. signed it. Yes, good, great person. It's a shame she has HPV, otherwise I'd fuck her. Um, she's a lesbian. Uh, no, she's pansexual. Um, oh. uh, uh, didn't well first of all i think there might be i feel like there used to be a dating app for aids for hiv positive and uh yeah but that's that's i think she means other kinds like maybe herpes or uh hp but this the thing i don't get is her warts go away after like a few years the strain like you don't have them anymore it's not life. Yeah, I think she might be so, like I don't know why she's this. So I think she's looking at this, uh, and I, this takes a lot for me to say this. She's being uh, overly negative, um, and that takes a good amount for me to actually do that. Um, I don't. I think that she there's a, there's I. No one's ever told me they have warts, so I'm a. But one in five people have it, allegedly, or it's one of those things. Is that I the one that one in five people have? Uh, and, yeah. Or no, I thought it was one of the... HPV, I think, is one in five. I thought HPV it was like a... HPV might BD. be more than one in five. HPV is a Herpes lot. Herpes maybe one in five? HPV, I think, yeah, is like half of people. I think herpes, it, there's so many forms of it. Like even chicken pox is it. And one, two, hereditary, genital. Bam, boom, beam, bam. So I think that yep. one is like... 85% of the population have some form of it. Uh, but one in five sexually transmitted diseases, I, I think it's as form of, it's like some type HPV, but I think that that's a broad because there's a lot of strains of it. But, I, you know, here's the thing. I think she's kind of tripping. Like, it's not, a, she, it's not like a scarlet letter. Also, if I'm, I have a, I'm a hypochondriac, so I know, a lot about diseases. Um, mm-hmm. If you have, so you have the strain that can cause warts to occur on the skin, but you can have them removed or whatever. And then you're, they're, they're not contagious unless you have a wart present. Mm. The, the strain might be contagious, but it's not like you touch the wart and then you I can't go get out of your body sexually unless you have an active wart. No, no, no. I feel it like that's get, good for all of them, though, right? Right. Like, you have to have some... And then there's times where you're more contagious shedding the uh, shedding. virus. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound pretty cool and natural. 
um I, it's just like you shed the <laughs> you shed the virus you're more um uh, less more different shit i think so i think she's tripping just like take some i do too i th- and i also think most people lie about this shit um, what do you mean lie about having it i just lie about having it? i just think people lie about not having it and i think that's how it gets oh, yeah. passed yeah of I course think that's, that's the, the only reason i think that's just how it goes I think it's just like that's you're, the streets. That's the you're street. Doing that's the streets every, handling it. The streets are not dead. What does he say? Um, streets is done. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> You've got mail. Neil and Bink, I was listening to your podcast this week or previous week uh, when you read this, and you guys were talking about Beyonce's music and how it seemed like she was trying. I'll be honest, I've been over Beyonce's music since 2009 and don't understand the appeal. I don't like when artists expanded to genres. Uh, to remain current, you start to see the less genuine quality music. The only artist I think pulled off switching genres so well was Prince. In the 80s, uh, we obviously know he was one of the biggest pop stars, rock stars. When the 90s hit, he was able to adjust and infuse hip-hop and still have hits and his own style that people respected and enjoyed. Incorporating his androgyny, he was able to be fluent and evolve in his own way while remaining current. There's only a few artists that can really adjust with... Sheer talent. How do you feel about the pandering currently in the music industry and these legendary figures hoping, hopping down to a lower quality tier of music instead of bringing quality, uh, instead of bringing quality back? As always, the feeler with no healthy boundaries who will never put my hand too low on your back. Take it sleazy. And I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I disagree with most of this letter. Okay. Because uh, I don't know what genre Beyonce was in, and I don't know what genre she is in now that's different than what she was in. She was in R&B, R&B. pop R&B, <clears throat> and now she's in pop R&B. Uh, she, it's less pop, but it's still R&B. And it, 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 it's only pop. It's only less pop because she's just not as popular. It, she just doesn't pick the right shit. Um, no, she's way more <clears throat> popular than she was. Then no, no, no. she first started? What do you mean? But I'm talking about um I'm talking about like radio hits. And I'm talking about her versus uh her versus uh Rihanna. Rihanna's got like uh, so many more albums sold at this point. Her her radio hits are not as big as like she doesn't even release them now. They release like their shit on like I don't yeah. know, I don't hear it on the radio. But in a way that's kind of refreshing. It just seems like I'm just gonna make the music I want. A little bit yeah because why wouldn't you want like a big radio hit i don't remember the last time at the same time though she's much more popular as a person than she is yeah like than her she's hits. a she's a brand more than mm. a hit maker so i don't know what he's talking about and i would also say prince in the 90s kind of was doing was like thing, no? was his in his his uh incorporating hip-hop was like but uh, bop, bop, boop, boop, bop, bop, bop. It was like very like subu dot to. Right. about like the rap interlude from Get Off is like fucking bad. Um, right. And uh, so I don't think Prince Prince didn't have any hits in the nineties. He had Kiss, which was like ninety one. But um, also, did he really change his style up? Because even when he made that song, like in the two thousands, like working up a black sweat. It just sounded like yeah, a weird, uh, funky Prince, Prince was song. always Prince. Never really, he was. Uh, Purple Rain was rockier. Was the thing like it was more of a rock? Mm, it was mm. rock music. A lot of other Prince music is more gospely. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, 
I, I disagree with everything this guy said. <laughs> Look, we don't. They, they can't all be winners, guys. Some of these letters are duds, sleep. and we got to give them the light of day and uh, and let them let give them enough rope. You know what I mean? Goodbye, Bianca. This is a nice and short. I'm, I, I'm going to read it. Okay, go ahead I'm taking and read control, it, hun. Go. <laughs> You've got mail. I was asked this morning who'd I invite to my if you could invite four people to dinner. I decided my crotch my quattro would be you. Sorry, Binks. I'm good. Chuck Kiosterman, Malcolm Gladwell, and Mike Tyson. Who would you invite? Um, I've you go first. No, I like. I need to think about this. I can't do this off the top. Of my head. Um, I wouldn't invite any of these. You wouldn't. People. The thing about you don't need to invite Malcolm Gladwell because someone will bring him up anyway. Yeah. Um, some at a dinner party, someone will go. You, did you read Blink? Um, Mike Tyson though like why that Mike Tyson would not be that you don't want someone who's not good at talking yeah I who would, needs if, if I if I were gonna watch someone like exercise it'd be Mike Tyson um yeah for sure for sure but uh Klosterman is a good one in that he's verbose I he's a he kind of gets on my nerves I would go with Michael Lewis who wrote uh, Liars Poker and the Big Short and Moneyball and uh, mm. the Fifth Risk, which is on Amazon, and he's got a pad co- podcast called Against the Rules. Um, he writes fucking really good books about kind of minor cultural things, mm-hmm. uh, like Gladwell, but sort of more studious, I think. Um, Michael Lewis, um, living. Uh, who's, I'd go with like Doris Kearns Goodwin, <laughs> only in that. Sounds like a like riot. A, she's an old lady, but she's like a presidential historian. She knows shit. It's, you want to be around, I personally yeah. want to be around people who know a lot of shit. Exactly. I'm trying to think like, uh, maybe like Tom Wolf. I just He's know. dead. I think. Did he die? I thought he did. You know what? He did die. God damn it. <laughs> he did die like uh, last year or like yeah. recently, like in the last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Fran um, Lebowitz. It's funny. She'd be fun. She's a pin. You want people that are opinionated. Yeah. And people that. Oh, no. This guy died in 1938. Okay. I don't know. I'll look it up later. Um, yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. So, no. Uh. It would also. You want people I that would, are opinionated and smart. Yeah, go ahead. Also, I would really like um, to. It would take me a while, but I'd love to older, like part of the, um, you know, just kind of a like. Sydney Portier, that kind of thing. Yeah, kind Harry of Belafonte. just like people who were involved yeah. in multiple facets at the time. Yep. Because they can really give you like really paint the picture. I love when you and Dave talk about. These like random comics that you kind of have to yeah. like, know to know yeah. back in the day, and you'd be like, yeah. "Yo, he was da da da," and you get yeah. really transported back there. Um, yeah, yeah, like Carabella Fonte is a good one in terms yeah. when people go like the thing about Martin, and you're like, "I'm like, huh?" Right, Harlem like, Renaissance I talk to Leno, people, whoever's Leno, alive. Yeah, like all they're kind of all. 
dying or dead. Uh, yeah, that's why you got Ossie Davis had a really funny thing, a uh, funny joke about the Harlem Renaissance, where he's like, mm-hmm. "We weren't like we were just living. It wasn't like we were walking around right. going like we're having a Renaissance." <laughs> um, uh, we're having a Renaissance. Yeah, so like uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy, I'm because whenever I see him, I like pelt him with questions, um, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I don't know who's, I don't know, it's Fran Lebowitz opinionated. You want people that are opinionated? Christopher Hitchens dead, but he was fun and opinionated. And people that are charismatic. But I don't, yeah, I charismatic. Have an athlete. It's like, you don't want an athlete, but like, yeah, like, no uh, athlete. Harry Belafonte. Uh, he's about the only one who's like kind of alive. It was Quincy Jones got a lot of good he's stories. a little wild. i i got enough from that interview though he's kind of feel like he would no but that's what's funny it's like he has crazy opinions and you could actually hear what someone like, was what like the act- yeah like what were they actually like like yeah like like martin luther king i think was kind of a ball buster like like he was like funny apparently um Dude. shit like that i i have n- endless time for you know what was really fucking funny to talk to just in a I was on a plane with him was yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Just knew which cool. one of his stories were funny right. and told them. Like uh here's he didn't need like much prompting. He was like a comic in that he just knew this is a good story, this is a good story. Like here's my material. I'm going to do it. Also I think East Coast people have a not like a more of a gifted gap, but they really like the storytelling. Like everyone's like, there's more of like this getting together and comparing stories thing that yeah. I feel like I experience more around like my New York friends or when I'm in New York than, than here. I don't know. I don't know. We're why, in groups more. Trevor Noah says that South Africans, most South African people are like that in that because they are like on buses a lot they're just in they're just congregated yeah a lot. yeah so exactly. like there's a like people on the bus he said will just start talking shit to you like your friends and you're not you don't know them um yeah, i told trevor to do trevor has like africa stories and i'm like just do an africa special just talk about africa and he's like no one would believe it i'm like try me it's fucking interesting also now you have it's not like you that's your first special People no, trust exactly. you. Like you yeah. get, like people believe you won't get, believe that people like I feel like the more famous you are, the more shit you can get away with telling. Yeah. So I don't like, think they would believe how poor he was. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't think right. people would believe just how like tin roof it was. Right. Um and he couldn't do it in arenas. He's right. He could not do arenas and go yeah. like so Africa. Uh, although maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Goodbye. You've got mail. Hey, Neil and Binaka. I'm writing uh, the most recent Neil. The, Neil said there were no good options for dealing with how to move forward to COVID as a society. To me, the first and most obvious one it, uh, choice doesn't require mass social distancing or any shutdowns. Here it is. Test one person in each U.S. household. Quarantine and financially support the sick. That's it. There are 128 million households in the U.S. If the person tests positive, then quarantine and financially assist that household. And if they test negative, then let them go back to their normal life. No masks, no social distancing, no business closed. All that's required is 128 million tests. Again, 
<laughs> that's not nothing. And it's not 128 million. Okay, I'll finish this. And the cost of producing and administering them and the financial assistance for the quarantine. Uh, that uh, that CARES Act was that CARES Act was 2.2 trillion. That's 17,000 people for every household to cover testing and financial assistance for the quarantine. The difficulty with testing due to shortage of reagents and swabs could simply have been handled uh, by utilizing the Defense Production Act for all 128 million tests and their components. According to the New York Times, it's been utilized hundreds of thousands of times since Trump took office, and he used it for ventilator and finally swabs. Why not everything else? Uh, What am I missing? Uh, Why was this not the obvious choice? 128 million tests or shutting down the economy, reducing civil liberties, and financial crippling millions of people. Um, he's not, there is There is a lot of merit to this argument in my right. mind. Um, it's the it's that joke I gave Ari Shafir about the clap. If everyone who had chlamydia just didn't fuck for three days, it would be eradicated from Earth. Um, but people who have it. Chlamydia doesn't fuck. go away. That's, yeah, it does. Or you can take pills for it. Yeah. That means test well, whatever. Right. Te- if everyone who had it got tested, took the medicine, and didn't fuck for a week, it's wiped off the face of the earth. But people love fucking. Um, so you can't fight it. Um, this is good, but it's not, it wouldn't just be 128 million tests one time. It would be, uh, it would be just because I, if someone in my household doesn't, have it doesn't mean I don't have it. There's like logical holes in this, which is everyone should get to, everyone needs to get tested almost every day. And it needs to be quick and, and you need to do it before you leave the house. Now it runs counter to all the dirtbag shit we've been talking about here, which is people lie about what they have and don't have. Right. Exactly. But, but the, pro- the problem with what he's saying is that every, the 20, 128 million households, if that's the accurate number, would have to be tested at the same exact time because it doesn't really make like your test only works for you right at that moment. Right. You know? it, well, they, they, and so even if it's the same morning, you would have to do it the next day and the next day. And the ne- it's not, you're not wrong, but you have to, you just have to keep doing it, which is fine. But I don't think it's as simple as a one time quiz. And then everyone who has it stays home Every household that has a case stays home, and then they, because by the way, they could give it to someone on the la- on day fourteen of the fourteen day quarantine, and then they're out. It's like there are holes in the argument. It's just but- like implausible. Like okay, sure, yeah. yeah, everyone don't nobody move. If literally they said, like Doctor Brink said, if every single person stayed home for fourteen days, it would be gone. It would be gone. You don't have to do anything of that. What what he say? If there was no, no, everybody sick, dying, whatever, healthy, every single person stayed home for 14 days or maybe like three weeks, let's say, it would be good. And then that would have only been three weeks. So I don't know. There's all these scenarios. But I don't agree with her in that scenario. If, because somebody could have, it's like the the, asymptomatic and then you, the last day you give it to somebody and you, day 13, you give it to somebody and. Right. So she's saying if you quarantine, if every single person quarantined for every the length of time person, it shows, yes. every single person, no like uh, exceptions for the length of time the it takes to present itself, then she's not wrong. How is she wrong? It's just not possible. Um, 
I guess if, yeah, I guess if everybody is corned, I don't know why we don't do that then. Because it's give not everybody possible. Enough, you can't. Give everybody enough food to stay inside and they're good. But but not everybody can stay home. We can't shut the economy down like that. Like if we could just pause, it would work. But that's not a But what are they, why is the economy staying up? Hospitals, uh, and basically food and medicine. Right. Um, if anyone who needed to go to the hospital then had to be quarantined in the hospital for 14 days. And food is pretty much like fucking get up. Here's a box of food. Right. Box of food. If food got delivered to you, but there's still like, we can't just, I think these things all work in, um, you know, a computer program in like statistically. Oh, okay. Well, if this, da, 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 all things relative, but we can't really, like, it's not. I like, think people, people go to could the- stay home if they were financially supported and given food. But I no, because like, in this country, people are not going to say, don't go outside. Like, we can't nail people shut in their oh, houses. Oh, right. Well, because of, of our freedoms, because of, of the meme of the undertaker coming out of the, because their, their freedoms to get people sick are <laughs> well, under freedoms. Right, I exactly. my father, my forefathers fought for people to get sick. He fought so you could get people sick? The fuck <laughs> war was that? Goodbye. Um, you've got mail. Dear Neil and Bianca, I'm writing to see what advice you have concerning some racial conversations slash incidents at work. This is the fact that we have a uh, podcast that's largely about racial. Um, First of uh, all, doesn't that make you feel good? Is, it really does, but it's also insane. I'm a 27 year old Mexican American woman currently working in Long Beach. I'm originally from Seattle area, but moved to California for a job opportunity. The job I have means I deal directly with the guys in our warehouse who are mostly Mexican, Filipino, and white. Uh, I grew up in a white neighborhood, so kind of enjoyed being able to hang around with people who were from... uh, So kind of enjoyed being able to hang around people who are not from my culture. Even the Filipino and white guys were more culturally Mexican than me. This person's Mexican. Until things got awkward. Recently, some videos of young black kids robbing and harassing Hispanic street vendors in L.A. uh, Mm. have been going viral. Warehouse guys were discussing one of the videos and how they were happy that one group of kids had been shot at twice and had to leave town. Uh, When I brought up the fact that I didn't think they deserved to be killed but should be arrested, I was told, quote, "I I wasn't born or raised here, so I don't know the history. And that, quote, you're Mexican. Why are you acting like you have white guilt? Uh, They do this crap all the time. Um, anyhow, I was shocked because I'd never heard them speak this way. Should I confront them or should I just ignore them and, and not associate with them anymore? And I'm especially interested in what Bianca thinks being Afro Latino and from California. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Um, I think the black, like the black Latin relationship is kind of, it's a weird one. It's like, we're on the same side in terms of the white man. But really not on the same what, side. The, and it, Latino people don't want that, though. No, they would Latino rather be... Latino people don't be want to be associated with that. With black people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always been black and brown race racial strain. But I remember I was in... There was um, a YG con... Uh, sorry. There was a YG song called... I think it was called Maria. And it was like mm-hmm. him singing about Maria, Maria, Maria. Like, it's just him singing about, like, fucking a Mexican chick. Right, and I remember I was in an Uber, and that song was on, and I was like Maria, Maria, like we're just joking. And the guy was like, "This song is," and he was Mexican, and he was like, "This song is fucking derogatory." Like, if I made a song 
called like Shaniqua, Shaniqua or some shit. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you know, no one would appreciate that. And I understood his point. And that's not the exact same thing as this, but I do. It kind of illustrated to me that like a lot of Mexican cats that I know say nigga. A lot Mm -hmm. of them listen to old school oldies that are black. Like we're so much more similar. And I don't understand why there is tension, but it feels like the moment Mex like Mexican people can disassociate with black people, they take it and run. Mm-hmm. And I they don't like understand. what they like, and they they lo- want to keep what they want to keep, and they don't want to keep what they don't want to. They don't. They don't. I, I mean, my guess is that, or it seems to me that, uh, Latino people don't want any of the black stereotypes rubbing off on them. They don't want meaning in the eyes of white people. So it's but like they I don't want to do. be. That's the of co- well, yes, but. I was having this conversation the other day. It's like uh, Latino people don't want to get labeled uh, criminal or lazy. Now, between you and me, they were the ones who came up with the siesta, not black people. <laughs> uh-huh. That's between you and me and the fucking and the, our you. listeners. Don't say nothing, guys. Um, Neil, and, always uh, fight for the brother man. Uh, so, so th- you know, there are it's stupid because it only benefits white people. So it's another one of these things that only benefits white people. And if black and Latino people, uh, kind of unionized and mobilized, they would have a heat. They'd be a fucking massive voting block, but you'll see there like way more Latino people will vote Republican than way more than black people will. It's because I think it has to do with the, how Republicans present themselves, which is like bootstraps and all that shit, which I think uh, Latino people like to think they are again. And I also, but by the way, the black, I, people, black people are also that I, that's the thing is black people are also that, but um, this, that's not the stereotype. So, right. It's weird because all an old black man and an old white man, like let's say from a different generation have plenty in common that they could maybe, if they're at the same economic economic level, should be wo- voting for the same person, you know. But, uh, did you mean old Latino and old black? Oh no, I meant white and black. Like okay. there's like I feel like there's a reason why Biden appeals to older black and white men. You know, this kind of like ah, uh, like I don't know how do you right? But I think that? Biden appeals to black people because of Obama solely. You don't think he would appeal on his own? Uh, he's fine. I, I think he's. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he has anything special. Your I don't think that he was like shrug. killing it with black people before his association with Obama. Yeah. Okay. But the, but to me, I don't understand. For example, I have family in Austria. Talking about mm. Europe again. Uh, mm. And when I was drink. there, drink everyone drink. Uh, when I when I was visiting last, um, since the refugees came, Austria's fucked. Like you want to talk about having a fuck situation. Apparently they can't prosecute the refugees according to their law. So they, uh, some refugees commit crimes and they like, they can't be prosecuted. And so I don't know. It's, it's a rough thing. Anyways, I was understand. I was trying to get a, a feel of what was going on for my cousins, but they were saying because racism is like really flaring up in Europe in Austria, what's happened now is all of the minorities have banded together. 
And so if you see someone fucking with anybody that's not a white Austrian, even if you're not that same race or nationality. Roll camera. Roll camera. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, like if an Asian guy was being fucked with and then an Arabic guy came and was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, it's like it's basically us versus them. Although I don't think that's good for you know, homogeneity and getting along with your fellow man. Social I do think cohesion. It's just- they will. They the only you're the only way we're going to get to social cohesion for oppressed people is oppressed people fucking standing up for themselves because they're part of the. And once you, it's Steve Kerr told a story about fighting Michael Jordan, and he said like after that he respected me. After I yeah. fought him, then he I got his respect, like. So Dude, that happens. All I think the time. once it's pow- uh, Frederick Douglass quote, uh, power concedes nothing without a demand. They're not going to fucking concede anything unless you make them. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so, so yeah, I think that the black and Latino people should absolutely band together. I, this woman, I, th- to answer this woman's question, I don't, I don't think uh, I think you're not going to be able to dissuade them from their point of view that they're like, you don't understand the history. This is where the street shit is fucking stupid. It's like, we dumb, handle but this shit on our own. So we got to chase them and all that shit. But I have seen a lot of people combating that because to me, it's just like it's just a dumb teenager. It's just dumb teenagers. I don't. Yeah, of course. It doesn't have to be that they just see someone vulnerable. That's all it is. Yeah. Where. So now there's people online I've seen combating it like it's kind of cheesy, but they're standing like black and mexican fools standing together and being like like we love each other like it's kind of cheesy uh-huh. but i get the point it's that like there's nothing there's no there there this is a nothing burger this is you're spinning it to kind of cause something but well the, i do it's think it's the, a bit of a i think what would help is if latino people I feel like the ball's in Latino people's court in that it's up to them to mm. realize that they have more in common with black people than they do with white people in America. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. so much closer to, like, the experiences. It's all fucking similar. It's just they don't it's want so similar. Just bad. judicial, justice-wise, like, profiling-wise, you're, cl- like, one degree. Financially, up. class, society. I mean, it's, you know... Black people are religious, Baptist, um, and and not uh, Catholic. fucking Catholic. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, get it together. Jesus Christo. Jesus Christi. Jesus Christo. Jesus Christi. <laughs> Jesus Christi. Sorry. Goodbye. Um, you got hey, fingers and Brennan. Uh, one quick note on the Centoya Brown documentary that you mentioned, Bianca. It was completely unauthorized and made without her permission. She has asked that people not watch it. Mm, I have some it. good news for her. I haven't watched it. Uh, <laughs> that said, very curious how y'all feel about the journalism documentary rules regarding objectivity. This came up last week when Ken Burns called The Last Dance a vanity project <laughs> because of MJ's close involvement. I get the point and also think that it's way more common than people in the vulnerable positions get exploited by documentarians. As doc watchers and as Neil as someone doc making, how y'all feel about these lines? Yes, um, you go. I here are here were our options about uh, a Bulls Michael Jordan documentary. Michael Jordan can produce one, or he's not involved, and you ain't getting the footage. So what do you want? Like he doesn't own the footage. Uh, well, it's legally he owns. 
he has a deal with the NBA that they can't mm. that they both have to sign off on. It's like a mutual uh mutual uh whatever. Um so that's the only way they were going to make it is if he's involved. I don't my something tells me that he wasn't giving a lot of notes. Something tells me he wasn't saying change it or I think that it's I don't I I mean I I'm watching it I don't think it's bullshit. I don't I'm not like I'm this is a snow job. Like right. I don't think that he's being aggrandized or any of that shit. I mean he is he's grand. Sorry, like you can't aggrandize something that's fucking already grand. Like, guy's a monster. The guy's a, a lethal. He's lethal. So, but didn't, but didn't Ezra also say, like, take it away from Bull's doc? No, like, yeah, Ezra, Ezra say, said, Ezra, I was talking to Ezra about the thing I'm doing with Kevin Hart. Ezra directed the OJ documentary. And uh, Ezra was like, that's not journalism. And I'm like, I. Well, it's Kevin's idea, dude. So I can't kick Kevin off and go like, I'm making this documentary about social. Like I fucking it's his idea. So I can't I can't bounce him and I he's not going to sway it to him. No, you, you don't whether you believe it or not, he's not going to. And I'm right. a big enough asshole that I won't let him. Right. I trust um, you at the helm. Yeah. Um, I'm a fucking I have journalistic ethics even just talking to people on podcasts i like fact checking i like uh, i like all that stuff so there are certain points where as a society we have to decide like do we need journalistic ethics here or do we just need a fucking uh uh hot flame documentary (laughs) hot flame and i would say hot flames Um, (laughs) goodbye you've got uh, mail okay this is a long letter but the guy basically says that he's quarantined with his girlfriend and their mutual gay friend, and she got upset because they go to bed at different times. He, the guy's been going to bed early, and um, she found a bunch of open Pornhub windows on his computer, and uh, and she's mad. Um, uh, he goes, "Am I wrong here? How do I convey the fact that I infrequently watch porn is not a breach of fidelity or a red flag in terms of my feelings for her or attraction to her? I don't buy the why would you masturbate when I'm around argument or the why would you masturbate instead of fucking me arguments because sex with yourself and partners are absolutely not comparable in terms of energy and or time spent with little focus, determination, and our good Lord God on my side. I can get myself off in thirty seconds." <laughs> Whereas sex with a woman, if there are if they are to enjoy it, requires far more energy, time, and effort. Do I have to explain uh, that most men masturbate most days, and what she discovered in our bed last night is not a rare event? Uh, I I'm I'm a I couldn't be more. I've never wanted to support something so so badly in my whole life. Um, Neil, if you had to support this guy masturbating or uh, legalizing black exercise. I would support this guy Neil, more. Neil, no. It means more to me. It means more to me. No, it does. Um, yeah, I don't. I think absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And I think if she's, I think if you explain that to her, and it's still a problem, you got to break up with her. What do you think? Okay, I read. I read the actual email just right now. This is the part I find problematic. She says she feels 
she's upset and because she's expressed they're having less sex. Yeah. And she wants to have more sex. Yeah, she says, blah, 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 blah. I feel like they're growing sexually incompatible because sometimes you want it and it doesn't matter. You know, like guys will drive like hours for some pussy. And then there's, you'll take little inconveniences as excuses for not having it. And it's like, oh, well, it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying he's doing that. Maybe they're both doing it to a certain degree. Well, it's like, well, I don't want to go to bed then. Well, I'm going to bed now. Well, my sex drives down and I don't want to initiate it. Okay, well, I don't want to initiate it. It's like, I feel like there's little things that the other's not doing that's fueling a bit of insecurity. So I can understand her side being like, hey, I'm like hinting. Hey, da, da, da. I feel like she's not being direct and saying, hey, I really want you like, are you comfortable initiating sex with me and having sex more and maybe working on that? Because seeing you go to bed early, not hanging, and then I see you still have desires, which is probably in her mind, she thought, oh, maybe his sex drive is down too. So then to see that he still wants the orgasm and does want sex somehow in some form is probably very confusing and she's taking it personal, which she probably shouldn't. I think they just need to have a really honest conversation. Hey, I want you to initiate. And then he should be like, I don't want to always initiate. Do you mm-hmm. mind getting out of your comfort zone and initiating? If me, me, like to me, it's like, I don't think him masturbating is a problem alone in and of itself. I think it's that she feels like their sex life is plateauing. And when that happens as a girl, because our natural dynamics are like, the guys chase. No, no, no. Okay, maybe this time. Uh. Yeah. So when that wanes and it, it, it kind of just, just, like, it's not as strong. You guys get used to each other. Sometimes, depending on whatever the fuck else is going on in the relationship, it can be interpreted as, oh, is he not as attracted to me? Oh, does he not want to fuck me as much? Okay, I'm going to not try to see where really the cards lie. Because if we're only having sex when I try, yeah. Which, by the way, is I'm not the saying it's right. Of, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I do think women are used to being like, and we don't talk about it. A guy doesn't say like, "I want you to initiate sex." Like, and not a lot of guys are being open with that. Yeah. Or I just think they're people not people don't being talk about sex enough. No, not they don't. At all. And I also think that they don't. They don't. They're not clear, even when they do talk about it. I think that sounds like they had a had a one minute conversation when they need to have like a five hour conversation. Everyone's being uh, very vote doesn't want to. Yeah, be everyone is my feelings yes. and I don't want to act like you don't. And if right. you don't, are you going to be there? Right. Who's coming? What are you wearing? <laughs> it just becomes this big fucking thing of which is why I once had a girlfriend, Bianca, where I used Tell to me. just schedule sex. I know. I, I would go, we would, we got to fuck later. Did you go? Okay. And so it wasn't. Yeah. With that situation. Yeah. Was that um, a necessity out of busyness or no one wanting to initiate or her turning you down or playing games? Why? No, it was, was more necess- just like, I don't want to play the Neil was a good boy, Neil gets sex game. I'm not going to play the behavior for sex credits game that most relationships rely on, um, whether they acknowledge it or not. It's like... You were good to me, so you get right. one of these. Like, for sure. fuck that. But, I was but, 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 okay, I have a question. So, did you haven't done that with all your relationships? Is that no. something you've evolved into, or is that just that's that something for I'm that gonna one? do going forward, Bianca? 
Um, I don't know, dude. Neil, can we talk? Can we chat for a second? I, I would love know. to. Okay. So why? I'm not going to do it initially, but I'm saying once you're into a group, it's like, I feel like couples probably do it on vacation. Like, hey, we got to fuck. You want to fuck after dinner? Like, it's, I don't see it. It wasn't so like, we're going to fuck here, here. I wasn't going over a calendar. It was more just like, hey, we got to fuck later. But, okay. So does that not feel maybe like, let's say I was like, sure, let's fuck later, Neil. And then we got to later and I was like, dude, I'm fucking tired. And now I feel weird, like fuck. I you know I told him I'd fuck him. Then it starts feeling a bit lay like down. a chore. Lay down. Fuck you. <laughs> lay down. It's not the What's deal. You gotta honor your end of the deal, or tell me when you're getting tired, or whatever. See, like, this is the problem, though. You. This is the problem. This is why I think this is a bad idea, Neil. You really love in a like a agreed upon. Um, yes. You know, situation. You Rules. love a bet. You love rules. Yep. You love fake we, we, game rules that we both agreed to, and now you're reneging. And to enter that energy into sex can be a little like re- resentment setup. That just sounds like a setup for a, a lot of resentment. I know a girl whose mom told her one time the secret <laughs> to a happy marriage is just anytime you think he might want sex, give it to him. Ugh. Lord, no. So, I got a life to there live. Are, there's, there are agreements, and I think if I can only get sex from one place, that if I can only eat at one restaurant, that restaurant has to be open around the clock. You sound like a like Latter-day Saints Mormon guy. With I like sure 20 do. Kids. I am LDS <laughs> all day. LDS till the casket <laughs> drop, bitch. Goodbye. <laughs> you got Mixed mail. Mixed race male. Half black, half white mom. Uh, girlfriend is half Chinese mom half Vietnamese dad she has a mother who's bipolar a father who's an alcoholic Uh, every argument is about how quote she realizes how her father is an alcoholic but has never addressed how it affects our relationship Uh, talks about how she quote talks about her parents in therapy but somehow becomes uh, but somehow becomes an arguing point every time she gets in a shark mood quote where she's restless and has to make herself feel uh restless in order to feel more accomplished or uh she feels like she's a sloth i've read the adult children of alcoholics book and i've explained that if she were to read it i literally gave her uh gave it to her in hard copy and might unlock some realization that she might be treating me like her father but she denies that the correlation exists and will not read it how big you think it went nailed down um here's the thing about people who grow up in an alcoholic it's that you you it's an alcoholic system so so there are times where she'll act like her dad Mm. she'll act like the abuser and the victim because what she learned from her dad is abuse behavior and what she what she and she wasn't she was a victim of her dad's behavior so she's got the victim already in her and then she's also model. She's mirroring the abuse, so that's where they always say, like, you know, these are cunning diseases because they affect way they affect things you can't even imagine. Um, and then uh, chances are her grandfather's an alcoholic and her great grandfather's an alcoholic. So it's just this. It's so it's you've got like epigenetic imprinting and right. 
behave. It's just a fucking a hard thing to unscramble. Um, but uh, but I but it's doable, and I think you should just make her read it. Yeah, yeah. Just help her realize, but also I would say, you know, listen, we all got one life to live. Like you're nobody's nurse. Work on it if yeah. you really care about her, but don't. There's, trust me, there's, like, when I was younger, I just thought drama and chaos, because that's what I was used to growing up, uh, was love, and it's supposed to be like that. And then every guy I've dated after the first guy I dated, who's, like, the most controlling person in the world, uh, I was just like, oh, this is, this can be easy. Yeah. I can cancel plans, and I'm not uh, manipulative. And or yep. doing bukkake with ten dudes, like we, I can cancel plans and do something else. It's like, yeah. Ugh. So you know, don't. Although you love this person, and I'm sure there's like fantastic things about her, I think you should draw a line in the sand of where you're going to help her, and then to where you're going to choose yourself. Because don't be a stepping stone. Because all that is is you feel like fuck. I helped you be better a little bit, and now. Like, I never got a return on that investment, you know? Someone's really damaged. They're not going to be able to help through your help you through your shit. So I think you just have to be careful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't believe in, I don't, the thing, I think, quote, unquote, the advice that relationships are hard work is some of the most toxic. It's the most toxic. toxic. Uh, uh, philosophy about relationships, maybe in the world. Um. It's just fucking the it doesn't they don't have to be hard work. They're about as hard work as like having a pool. Yeah, you got to fucking <laughs> skim it. You got to skim it and pour chlorine in it, but it's not you don't have to it's dig a so fucking pool hole fuck. every day. That is um, so that's such a fucking amazing analogy. Yeah. I can't believe how good of an analogy that is. Yeah. Even and you're very me, good at No, you're very good. No, at no, no, I'm already. I'm a, one of the best. But to no, really fucking, come up with a pool analogy, pool hole, uh, you don't have to dig a pool hole every day. Yeah. And then or, fucking you know go get the water and it's fucking, this is hard, bootstraps. No, it's a fucking voluntary relationship. It doesn't have to voluntary. be a nightmare. It's elective. Yeah, it's elective. This We should be, you know what's also really bad advice, but, you know, bad advice, if you have a catchy tune, to it people are like that's what it is um happy wife opposites, happy life yeah happy wife, opposites happy life. attract opposites, opposites attract is the, the worst one it's the no, dumbest they don't. it they never they attract like one in 500 million people are like but it's adorable james yeah. carvel and and his right. wife are they're both operatives one for the one part i don't give a shit um <laughs> it's just wrong shit that people tried to transfer yeah, it it's they 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 manif- they take men and women's basic differences and then manifest it as like they're on different uh political <laughs> sides and they're and it's like no men and women are fucking different and uh they don't they can be opposite they can't you don't need to be opposites you need to be complementary and you need a lot of shit in common you're you know what attracts people that want to fuck each other with similar interests um but That's, it don't is, run is that not the winning formula but here's the thing. You've fucked people with a lot of similar interests. So what's happened? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't, actually. 
I have. They, they've gotten better. The longer I go on, the more I look for that. But I didn't. I The first time I had a girlfriend that like wanted to watch old man documentaries and shit, I was like, oh, wait, this is fucking so much better. Um, no, it's just like a dope, that, oh, it's a dope friend that you actively want to fuck. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a friend because male well, friendships and female friendships are very different. I wrote a bit about it right before the quarantine. I'll see you back on the stages, guys, in 2028. Can't wait. Old man Neil Brennan, finally, his face is finally going to match this material. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. Here, this is a good one. And this is, we're going to end the podcast on this question, Bianca. Curious how the relationship and friendship between old Neil and old Binks has changed over the past year or so. From doing the podcast oh. together. Any major surprises from talking for a hundred hours or so now about all kinds of topics? Pretty much as expected. Are you much are you all much better friends than before this, etc.? Go, Neil. I have theories. I think that you think <laughs> I'm already I think not that you think less of me, but you think that I'm more I'm more problematic than you did before. You're more like there's parts of you that are just like this motherfucker. Uh, no, I, but I, think I don't. But I think that you like me around the same. So I kind of feel like we're the same level of friends as before. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I don't feel like we're like oh, brothers. We're happy. Yeah. like we're fine. Well, we like, text I, more. We text more, but also like we communicate in the same vein. Yeah, you know. So it's nice. I like seeing you uh yeah. every week and yes. i i didn't realize now this is gonna sound like that same old thing you don't like what people do yeah. i didn't realize how funny you were that don't mm. take that the wrong way i mean like you your riffs you're like off the top like or like yeah. yeah like all that shit that like weird shit that just comes like that just grows in you when you're a kid and then like yeah either is like charming or annoying when you're older yeah um that shit's really funny and it's exactly my kind of humor because i'll watch yeah. the podcast again and i just laugh on exactly like i was doing adr with my own life. right that's fine i'm just like that is funny though so yeah. i like your riffs and um i don't think that many people are funny. I giggle a lot on this podcast, but it's really a true testament to how funny I think you are. Because uh, if people try little things, like it's just hard for me to vocalize it. I can think it's funny, but whatever. So that is very good. I will say though, um, you, <laughs> you do more than I thought. <laughs> you have um, your your arguments. Can be your your opinions can be a little less balanced than I had previously thought. Not all of them at all. I think you actually. It's hard to really say that because I actually think you go above and beyond to be really educated in a majority of your opinions. Because I think you have a thing, a personal thing, where you don't like to spurt out bullshit like fact, mm -hmm. fake facts. Like you like to, like you can bet all these dumb bets because you do fact check yourself and not a lot of people do that. So I think there's like, a, I have this trust in what you're saying, but now sometimes your opinions can be kind of just like, uh, just like you just ate. <laughs> no, one fruit. No, 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 no. You were talking about women, of course. 
And no, what, but not even just mean? women. It's not. No, women is a different thing. We don't have to get. Do we have okay. another thirty minutes? No, you're. <laughs> a, I don't understand. Like, I don't know why you can see so clearly the oppression of black people, and so uh-huh. I. There's so many times I take your arguments and I put them and I make just switch out women and I put them black. And yep. you're a fucking psycho racist. Like, uh-huh. is there something I'm about women's? Is there something about women's <laughs> brains that just yeah. make that? And it's like the amount of white racist intellect or like black people's brains are small. Eugenics. Their bones are less. De- Bianca, men and women have different chemicals in them. Listen, we don't have to get back. Into it. I'm just saying that, like, it's just interesting that it's that, really um, interesting. It's it's a bit more brazen than. I think that it's not only about women. I did. I was. It's mostly about women, though. It is, uh, but no, no, it's not mostly about women. But the women did surprise me for how right or die. Did like some? Do you know? Did something happen to you with a woman? Like, did did a woman? I was molested by a woman. Um, Are you joking? repeat no oh no i don't know i mean if what it, what's the rosebud of my feelings about women the rosebud is that i think men and women are more different than uh people act like we are and i think that men end up sacrificing our habits and desires to please women and women don't know it so you end up with and you end up with happy wife, happy life, which is the saddest shit in the fucking world. But the, the reason why it confuses me is that the thing is, I agree with you a lot of the time. I'm not here like, but a woman's world. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I'm not, I'm not like that. Just in general, I don't like yeah. agreeing with something because of one thing. Uh, but I, I, I would buy what you you're saying, and there isn't. It's just about the fairness of it and the like reality of it. Yeah, if. I feel like you criticized your kind of out there opinions of women really feel like you put the burden of, of things on women as opposed to on both. And that's why it feels unbalanced. Like for example, the, um, the men are dangerous to drink around. So women should not be allowed to drink around men or something like that. Whatever that argument was. I do think you could also say. I would pay my nieces. I did pay my nieces or maybe I'd never, but I wanted to pay my nieces. Right. But I also think, like, for example, you could make a similar argument like, hey, if men want to drink, they have to be locked in a cage alone. They're not allowed to leave until they're sober. You know, we, we don't. I would absolutely, I would love to do that. <laughs> I know you would, though. That's the thing. But your brain first, gut, your first, your gut instincts is to, it's like what, what these women do. And, and we don't talk about the men's side of things. Oh, women want romance. But it's like, okay, well, like, women want marriage. It's like, you know, that was a form of serious control for, like, thousands of years. Sometimes it doesn't seem as balanced. And I personally think, sorry, I'm going on a rant. But I personally think it's it's unbalanced because you're a good guy. And so you're not talking for men. Because every example you give, there is a plethora of, like, oppression, like, Killing against women, oppression, domestic violence, like you can always go to that. I think you speak on behalf of good guys, guys who respect women, who believe in all the shit that you should, and you do treat women well. And in that space, I feel like you've maybe been taken advantage of for being too nice, super boyfriend, 
um, not been appreciated. But that was all my own in, inclination to please. I never, I wouldn't, I mean, I, as much as I put it on women, it was also me not uh, owning my own rights, so to speak. Okay. But the um, happy wife, happy life thing for me comes from, that's not like an alcoholic, abusive dude being like, you know, I got to do this for my wife. Like, he's clear. like, I just feel like you're talking about a really No, that's a guy specific who's, who's impacted and scared of his wife. Right. I think most guys are afraid of their wives. <laughs> The thing they is, are. I agree with a lot of things you say, but yeah, it does seem and, and skewed. Like I, most of what I say about women is from mo- when I, if I have any blanket statements about women, it's just based mm. on. It's almost always about romance. Yeah, it's almost it really always is. about the fucking lot of romance, which is chores, um, yeah. uh, chores for sex, right. and uh, the drinking thing. Um, it, there's a thing in in twelve step groups which is like cleaning up your side of the street. Yeah. So if I run my program, then it's like if as as a someone who went to to a twelve step group about being codependent and dealing with an alcoholic or drug addict, part of it is your my behavior has to be good, and right. then I then I can go. Well, what about him? And it's like, well, don't worry about him. What are you doing? Which is okay. Which is the basis of why I'm like, well, why? Why would a woman endanger herself around drunk men when it's like you got to clean up your side of the street? I assume that men in this analogy are alcoholics, and they're just going to behave how they're going to behave. Right. And I right. expect women who have a lot more to lose uh, in terms of assault and sexual and otherwise to clean up their side of the street. I think it's you have a very like um, you really and 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 it's just part of like the spine of who you are. The fairness, it's almost to like a weird fault. Like yeah. you really truly Absolutely. believe in fairness, and yeah. and not always from your vantage point. I think from other people's vantage points too. I don't think you're like super biased, but I think that can really cloud sometimes your thinking. For example, with the violence against women. It really, the fairness clouded you realizing that that really was a lot of it domestic violence and not such a small percentage of it was like violence from women to women, you know? And Oh, I don't think that, I never thought that women were fighting women. That's what you said. You said, when? why is violence against women? Why aren't we talking about violence? Why has it got to be against women? Why can't it just be violence? Oh, well, and that that's has why to I was do saying, with... Oh, that that's but a whole that, other issue. No, yeah. I know. I just think that you have this thing about fairness, so sometimes it kind of like it's almost to a fault, you know? It's like why are I'm we too fair? I mean, look, if I have a problem Well Bianca, it's that I'm too fair just, and I believe you're a good spin in, I'm machine. too much of a I'm too much of a community organizer. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Um we have to go. We're running over. Um but you're an angel and I wouldn't do a podcast. With anyone else, Bianca. I love you very much. I that love you, truth. darling. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. How Neil feel? What Binky thinky? <laughs> Neil feel. <laughs> I think. Okay, we think if we're just gonna. Oh my. Neil feel. <laughs> 
And that's kind of what everyone is doing. 